0: limbaugh shared his comedy for years now you'll hear it here it's the rob carson show and by the grace of god it is finally
1: friday although i'm really not looking forward to saturday in an, in an, in an overly enthusiastic moment last night i promised my wife that i'd put pavers down in front of her she shed so please help me somebody help me help me please i'll fly anywhere just get me out of here uh, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you here. A uh, couple of thoughts for this week. First of all, at the end of every show, I always say don't catch the stupid. I say that uh, uh, at the end of my TV show, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World on Newsmax, which you can watch tomorrow and Saturday and Monday. Uh, and uh, and that's what I say. Uh, don't catch the stupid. It started off with the idiotic mandates for COVID. And I recognized, oh, I don't know, back in about March of 2020 that this was all uh, nonsense, all unnecessary, and uh, and I pointed to uh, evidence, you know, things like that. Evidence also used common sense and realized that if if the major players in America, the gubernatorial, uh, or I should say, the governing people and the scientific community associated with the government, if they all, uh, you know, tell you something. Um, you got to kind of raise your eyebrow because they're wrong about everything. Also, they're telling you that uh, the world is going to end. You're going to die. You can't go get your hair cut. You can't go out to dinner. You can't do it. Then all of a sudden, what do you see? Well, you see uh, Anthony Fauci at a baseball game in the height of the pandemic taking his mask off. He told you you have to wear a mask. You see Gavin Newsom going to the French Laundry, having dinner with his friends. at the height of the pandemic, by the way, when bodies are falling in the middle of the street. And they're literally coming into the Bobcats with the little, uh, a little scoop on the front and they're lifting the bodies and they're putting them in the dead wagon. It's an EV. Don't worry about it. It's an EV. So they're taking the, the bodies to the pits behind places that stayed open during the pandemic that uh, had to, you know, like Target and uh, Lowe's and uh, Home Depot and Walmart and grocery stores and liquor stores. And so, uh, you know, you expected that there were going to be bodies piling up behind all of these institutions. None of that happened. Okay, and then, and then of course you got Nancy Pelosi. All of the hairstylists closed down in the state of California. Everybody's closed down. Everybody's suffering thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of businesses driven out of business intentionally by our government. And Nancy Pelosi, uh, an 81 year old or maybe 80 at the time year old woman who is, uh, she has a major comorbidity her age, and she goes to get her haircut like it's no big deal, just give me a haircut in a color, yes please, I'm meeting with Satan today, we're having our uh, morning confab, we discuss the evil works that we can do, so I want to look good for him, so that's one of my thoughts uh, this week, is we really caught the stupid. Uh, we had this thing on Capitol Hill where we had people, uh, uh, they're very confused about gender, and they brought that to Capitol Hill. These, uh, you know, Candy aisle kids come to Capitol Hill and say that you can be a, a man and get pregnant and all of this. And, and we all kind of sat there and went, really? And then some people in our Congress and our media said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And that's the stupid. That is the stupid. And there's more stupid. You know, it's stupid that Joe Biden is over begging for oil from the Saudis. We're standing on an ocean of oil, guys. Dear God in heaven, what the heck? And you know what? And you know it, and I know it, and there are just a few uh, people who either are blissfully ignorant or are so down with this New World Order crap that they're going to keep trying to peddle it, and they're going to keep trying to take us down that path. Well, you know what? The handbasket to hell is going, and I'm not going with it. All right? I'm just not going with it. Another observation from the week is that, you know, you've got movie villains. And movie villains like in in, uh, James Bond movies or uh, the the parody of uh, Austin Powers with Dr. Evil, um, there are people in our government that if the screenwriters for, I don't know, maybe a James Bond movie we're saying, hey, man, we need some evil. We need some sort of evil thing. Maybe to takeover over the world He's going to, I don't know, bring a gold asteroid from another galaxy and crash into the planet and take the, what, you know, all of that. But honestly, it doesn't get more evil than, you know, like Liz Warren saying that we need to close down all of the uh, crisis pregnancy centers around the country. You know, and you're sitting here at the table with, uh, you know, the... Uh, okay, guys, listen, we're pitching this idea. We got a new, we got a new villain. Uh, we'll call her Native American woman or something. I, mean, I don't know what he's doing. anyway. But um, let's, here's what we're going to do. This villain, what he'll do is convince the inhabitants of the planet... The uh, particularly the female inhabitants of the planet to kill their infants in the womb and celebrate it as a freedom. In fact, make it into, using hype and whatnot, to make it into the greatest accomplishment that a woman can make to society is to kill her baby. And then the other screen writes, Well, why, why, why would that be the plot? He said, "Well, because what do you do? Is you want to you want to decrease the population of the nation so it can be overtaken by us? So that's what we're going to do." And they're like, "Oh, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Okay, let's let's have them abort their babies and and make it sound like it's really awesome. That's fantastic. Okay, let's do that. What what are we going to call it?" Uh, Ah, uh, James Bond uh, episode forty-two, Baby Killer or Moonraker. We had Moonraker. Let's just call it Baby Killer. And uh, there are really some evil people. They're evil, evil is afoot in this country, and it disguises itself as you know. Uh, being pro-choice—that's one thing among other things—and and, and uh, you know shutting off, uh, shutting down our farms, or uh, or causing uh, fuel to increase dramatically in value—that's another James Bond movie. It's like, okay, here's what we will do: we will put someone into the White House who will do the bidding of the extreme left, and despite the fact that America exists on an ocean of fossil fuel, whether it be natural gas, whether it be uh, petroleum, or whether it be uh, Cole and we will uh, we will put him into uh, office and we will give them power this magical power with this pen uh, here. Uh, where's uh, where's Q Q? Give us the pen here. Okay, here's the Q gives you the pen. Okay, Q here's the pen. It says here, uh, use for executive orders and this is the way you can make things so without Congress altogether. So there you go. That's that's the plan. And that's what we've been saying. It's all uh, nonsense. It's all uh, self inflicted and it's all. Uh, unbelievably, unbelievably predictable. But that's where we are today. We've got stupid and we've got evil. We've got stupid, evil people in power. And, uh, and and inflation's going through the ceiling. But you know what? Honestly, don't worry about it, because it is, by the way, transient.
2: I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Yes, yeah. economic al- analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. See, isn't this
1: good news hearing this today that, uh, that uh, inflation is transitory? The faster-than-expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little. Okay, bit. hold on a second. What? I'm getting a note from my producer. It's what? Oh, those sound bites are from last year.
3: Bit, and then go back Okay, down. yeah. No one's talking Boy, about that Boy, that is mm.
2: great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory.
4: Transitory. And the data shows.
1: This is from 2021. Uh, this time last year. One year ago, July, right? That most of the price increases we've seen are were expected.
3: And are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation
1: on the way. That is, is, a got a, a year. Uh, that's a year ago that they said it was transitory. Uh, highly unlikely
3: yeah. that's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about inflation.
2: Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward. President uh, Biden's uh, chief of staff, uh, Ron Klain,
1: that's August of last year, and now October. Enthusiastically retweeted. An economist who had said... In- well, the problem is the United States has experienced uh, 13 straight months of high inflation since they dismissed concerns about rising costs. <laughs> and they, they said this was all uh, transitory. Wow, that is, uh, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. Now, and the real cost of inflation for most Americans... Now, we know yesterday that the inflation rate ticked up to 9.1%, Right. But that doesn't tell half the story of how expensive life has become. For instance, did you realize margarine and eggs have hiked over the last 12 months 34 and 33% respectively? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the butter was up 21%, flour up 19%. Bad news if you're a baker. <clears throat> Double whammy if you, you know... You're forced to make a gay wedding cake against your religious principles. Uh, Then the chickens up 18%. Milk and coffee up 16%. Gas 60% since last year. That's before Putin invaded Russia, right? Diesel 76%. Fuel oil way there up there. 38%. Electricity 14% unbelievable and of course joe biden is saying hey 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 that's old uh, that's all uh, uh, uh outdated stuff because you know the price of gas has dropped 40 cents a gallon in in 30 days because people are saying well we're gonna have to walk or not go anywhere because we can't afford to eat that's why that's why that happened and uh I think people are kind of. uh I think people are kind of done. I think they're kind of done with uh, Mr. Biden. Don't you? Yeah. This is new Hit from Jim pole, Gossett.
5: Jack. You guys are all the same. Hit the road, Joe. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Joe. Don't you come back no. Twenty-four
1: percent say he should run in twenty
5: twenty-four. Hit the road with Jack. The Dems don't want you back. You back. You back. Read the polls, Jack It's over <laughs> and that's a
1: fact Yeah, don't come back from Saudi Arabia Just stay over there Joe
5: Biden, Joe Biden Don't you know you're done Even Democrats don't want you to run The polls are telling Joe
6: Joe man,
5: He needs to pack his bags and go Hit the road, Joe Before you show the door The door, the door, the door Hit the road, Joe Don't you come back no more Pulled out a number, 92%. Want you to run again for president. president come on. That's a lie, and you know so. Time to face the truth, Sleepy Joe. It's packed, Jack. You got a son on crack, on crack, on crack, on crack, on crack.
7: Read the poll, Jack.
5: Don't you come back no more. Or don't you come
1: all right, that's Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, uh, hit the road, Joe. Um, last night I was I was scanning around, watching my Newsmax, watching my Rob Schmidt there, you know. And, and I saw Kellyanne Conway, and she was asked, um, you know, if Joe Biden will run in 2024, and she says yes and and i think joe Concha said the same thing and uh but but it's odd because i've been talking about joe biden the possibility that he won't be able to make it to 2024 for about a year now and uh and uh i i have a i have a feeling that that's where it's going to go next because people are beginning to question whether he'll run some people like i don't know why kellyanne conway is saying oh yeah he's going to be in charge until 2024 i i don't know how that's possible uh considering how he's declined considering him shaking hand to a visible person in israel yesterday uh you know so all of that's coming up we've got uh, on the way i'm going to share with you what percentage of biden officials who handle the uh, economic policy have real experience in the real world that percentage is really really low nancy pelosi goes after uh president trump just seething seethingly after uh, president trump um Also, a lot of uh, economic news. Oh, 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 and huge news as far as a guest today, Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin is going to join us at the bottom of next hour. He's a pretty amazing comedian and commentator. He will join us as well. The phone number here is 800-922-6680. It is a Friday edition, thank you, of The Rob Carson Show. Stick around.
0: The Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: So uh, the headline today is uh, Biden arrives in Saudi Arabia after making historic flight between uh, Tel Aviv and Jeddah. For a fraught meeting amid suspense over whether he'll raise the Khashoggi murder. Well, you know what? Uh, if a guy, a leader, orders the murder of someone and their body shredded and thrown away, yeah, I might not even want to go there. How about that? How about not even go there? How about just, uh, I don't know, use our own uh, energy and become energy independent again instead of going over there? and I mean, honestly, making the uh, United States look uh, just weak and awful and all of us, it's embarrassing. Let's, uh, can we just say it right now? <clears throat> Donald Trump no, no, Joe Biden is embarrassing. He's embarrassing the country, and everybody gets it now. And, it, and nobody doesn't see it. Even the Democratic Party, or the Democrat Party, as I like to say, even they see it. He's an embarrassment. Uh, what he's doing in Saudi Arabia, nobody cares. Do you know why? Because it's nothing good for us. You know, he did some posing over there in Israel. He's done nothing really for Israel at all. Uh, Donald Trump did a lot for Israel. Thank you very much. Moving the capital after 40 years of promises by American politicians—it really is. It's all—it's all show. It's all moronic. And uh, at home, we've got economic chaos. I saw this yesterday. I didn't share it with you. Sixty percent, sixty-two percent of Biden officials who handle economic policy have zero years business experience, as uh, per a report. And I've said this, um, that the Biden administration clearly is made up of academics and bureaucrats because uh, they look at their, their leader, Joe Biden, has 49 years as a bureaucrat, has never run anything in his life, never done anything in his life but sell access or at least uh, charge his relatives and his son with <clears throat> bringing in money to, uh, to sell that proximity. So an explosive new analysis published by the Committee to Unleash Prosperity reveals that Democrat President Joe Biden's administration has very few business-oriented officials in the administration and that the vast majority of people handling economic policy for the United States government under Biden have no business experience whatsoever. Whatsoever, It's called Not Ready for Primetime Players. Majority of Biden appointees have zero years of business experience. The report analyzes backgrounds of up to 68 officials in the Biden administration, starting with the president, including cabinet members, regulatory officials, White House advisors. All right, so what's more, only about eight Biden officials have uh, what the authors deem extensive business experience. The median years of business experience among Biden's top appointees is zero. Since so few have any experience in the private sector, and the vast majority of the Biden economic commerce team members are professional politicians, lawyers, community organizers, lobbyists, or government employees. It's a big circle fest, as my friend Chris Plant likes to say. Both President Biden and Vice President Harris have no professional experience, really. Both of them each have zero experience in, the, in, the, in business. Attorney General Merrick Garland has zero years of business experience. I don't know if that matters. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Bals, I mean Vilsack, has zero years as well. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, Secretary of <laughs> Veterans, Veterans Affairs Dennis B- McDonough. And Janet Yellen, dear God in heaven, are you out of your nut? Uh, Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. Secretary of Labor Marty Walsh. Secretary of Health and Human Services J- uh, Javier Becerra, housing and urban development. I could go on and on. John Kerry. What's John Kerry famous for? Well, he was in the Vietnam War. He threw his medals over a fence, and he became a senator. And he married really, really, really rich rich women. I wish I would have known this twenty four years ago. Just kidding, honey. But uh, John Kerry's one of those people. It is, it is remarkable. As compared with Donald Trump's cabinet during his, uh, his years in office, the lack of private sector business experience in the Biden administration is stark. Trump's team per the authors had an average of 13 years of business experience with median years of experience uh, being, uh, what? Uh, eight years. So that was a median. The media, the report also noticed that uh, some of the officials don't have any business experience like Pete Buttigieg, uh, and he, of course, has no experience at all in the field that he's in, which is transportation. And I've been saying this, and now people are finally getting it. Across all 68 Biden officials in total, there are just 161 uh, years of business experience, 42 of them virtually no business experience whatsoever. And does it surprise you? Does it surprise you? that we are in the state that we are in. It seems the report authors uh, note that Biden's focus on making diversity a major hiring, uh, and the goal of its administration is clearly falling short when it comes to running the country. Uh, right now, we we are having this debate about Joe Biden leaving the presidency because, hey, his brain's broken. It's very obvious. Some people think he's going to make it to 2024. I don't think he is. And I'm just saying because I'm, I've watched how much he's declined in a year Am I the only person who sees this? Am I the, I don't think I am. Can we just be adults? Can we just admit this? Can we just say for the sake of humanity that this man's brain is really, really addled? He's in cognitive decline. He has no business running the country. But what's up next? You've got Kamala Harris. She can't put two words together. And when she does, she repeats the same one over and over and over again. <clears throat> so what's going to happen if, if uh, Joe Biden gets uh, removed by the 25th Amendment? And what if they try to do something with Kamala Harris, whether they, you know, what they said, a the Supreme Court nominee? Who's after that? Nancy Pelosi? After November, Speaker of the House, hopefully, will be a Republican. So maybe that'll change. I don't know. I don't know. Your thoughts are welcome, though, at 800 uh, 6680 We've got uh, long lines at food lines, uh, at uh, at uh, uh, food uh, shelters, or food uh, pantries. I'll get to all of that here very shortly. And, uh, and remember, next hour, we also have uh, the one and only Dave Rubin. So an exciting show. Your thoughts are welcome, 800 6680 This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. is in charge, guys. 62% of Biden officials who handle economic policy have zero years business experience per the report. Here is that Brian Deese. I think this was yesterday. He's an economic advisor for Joe Biden. And uh, he says that even though inflation really about 11% and for some goods, you know, 40, 50%, he's saying that uh, we need to do more spending. Yet the Biden administration says they need to do more spending.
4: How long are we going to keep saying this is the worst of it?
8: Well, well, look, uh, you know, a couple points on today's report, as you just said. The first is, you know, it's backward looking and it doesn't reflect what we've seen over the last 30 days, which is a significant decline in gas prices down about 40 cents.
1: Uh, they really they're going to cling to that, aren't they?
8: That June report, about half of it was driven by energy prices. And yeah. we've seen. Uh, moderation. Oh, wait,
1: wait, hold on. This just in from Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has made some concessions to the United States with regard to uh, to uh, sending us oil that we really don't need. Uh, they're saying that uh, as they screw uh, the United States this time, the concessions are that they uh, the United States is insisting on buying us dinner uh, and a glass of wine and uh, that Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia wear a condom since.
8: But the second point is
1: that in the core Inflation. You
8: show them, Joe! ...remains too high, which is why we need action. And I just want to underscore if there's one thing to take away from this report, it's that... They well, are the
1: masters of, we are doing something and nothing is getting done.
8: There is more urgency now than ever in Congress moving to pass a bill to try to build more domestic semiconductors, to try to...
1: What he's talking about more spending, more government spending. To build semiconductors, which is what businesses do.
8: Bring down the price of those uh, goods. You see across this report things like used cars and new vehicles, those prices holding up. That is not principally driven by demand, it's driven by supply and constrained supply. We know how to. Yeah, sp-
1: where's the transportation secretary? I, I just kind of want to know. So when, oh, and by the way, uh, you've actually gotten a pay cut. I don't know if you knew that. Maybe you, you got a 1% or 2% at work and you're thinking, hey, 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 no, 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 you lost a. Uh, you lost a buttload of money. <clears throat> the, uh, the presidential pay cut, the average American family, family, this is a family, $6,800 in annual wages under Biden's inflation administration. The average American worker has lost $3,400 in annual wages due to skyrocketing inflation under President Biden, while the average family with both parents working has seen a $6,800 pay cut this year. Isn't that nice? And isn't that really nice to know that $3,400 from somebody who makes $25,000 is um, devastating. I mean, it's like homeless city. That's kind of the way it is. I realize that elites in Washington, D.C. don't understand it. Nancy Pelosi keeps $3,400 worth of ice cream in her $24,000 freezer. Uh, Let's go to Mary in uh, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, home of KDAZ, 96.9 FM and 700 AM, our affiliate there. Hello, Mary.
2: Hello. How are you today?
1: I'm glorious. It's Friday. (laughs)
2: Listen, um, I have dubbed myself a political granny. I am 71 years old in uh, New Mexico, a Democrat-run state. Mm -hmm. And when uh, Obama was um, president and he said he wanted to transform America, Mm -hmm. it shook me to the core. And I'll tell you what, every time I hear our president or anybody in the Democrat Party complain about MAGA, Cult, make America great again. I throw back at them with, "Are you part of the DAP crowd? Destroy America from within."
1: Yeah, yeah. straight
2: out of the uh, Lewinsky rules for radical playbook. Yep. yep. Destroy America from within is what the Democrat Party has become.
1: Uh, I agree completely. And did you hear, and this all started when, when uh, and, and Barack Obama, he said it rather casually. Uh, he said that he wanted to uh, transform America. Uh, he he uh, fundamentally transformed, which means at its foundation which means that what has come before you and what founded the country is wrong, Mary. And you uh, may have heard this, but 82% of likely voters have at least a somewhat favorable view of the Constitution. 14% do, do, do not. Democrats think that America is rooted in racism, 57% of Democrats are convinced that America is rooted in racism. That is a bumper sticker that's been parroted since Barack Obama was the president, and it appears to be working at least with Democrats, Mary. What do you think?
2: I understand completely. And that is why when people tell me, I am so sick of listening to this, I don't want to hear it anymore. That's when I throw out the death. Destroy America from within. <laughs> yes. yes. We have to wake up. This yeah. is being done, and people do not pay attention. Yeah. They're so tired of it, which yeah. is also part of the Democrat Party playbook. Wear them down. Yes. Just wear them down so that they shut it all all off. And yeah. one of these days, Mr. Carson, people are going to wake up and find themselves in a communist nation because they kept their eyes and their ears closed.
1: And Mary, I understand your uh, your pessimism. I believe if you look at polling right now, though, 85 to 88% of Americans say the country's going in the wrong direction. This doesn't mean the Democrat Party isn't going to put their pedal to the metal with regard to destroying the country before November, Mary. That's their goal. They're seeing the writing on the wall that the uh, the moist dream of the class of 1968 is going up in flames. They are also see it's being rejected wholesale by Americans, this idiocy about uh, transgenderism and and uh, uh, critical race theory and all of these things that have been sitting in the faculty lounge for years. You see now uh, Facebook fumbling, they've lost 52% of their revenue this year, Twitter is uh, is plummeting in value. Uh, these are uh, companies that were created and run by millennials, millennials were the first group of people to go through this indoctrination, and they're thinking it was going to work in the real world, and it is coming to a screeching halt. So in in that fashion, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, opti- I'm optimistic about the future of the country because we are turning a corner. I'm pessimistic because they're going to do everything they can to damage, destroy, and die like movie vampires before November, Mary. But I want you to hang in there, okay?
2: Oh, I am. Do not mistake it as being um, uh, totally pessimistic because I am not. The only thing that I encourage people to do is to be aware. Be aware. I'm in a state that has so much um, apathy. That if you go to Senator Heinrich's Facebook, he has comments like 63 comments out of a state of a of a million and a half people, 63 (laughs) people might be paying attention to what he's doing.
1: Yeah. And you know, also, Mary, whenever they stopped doing a counter uh, with, uh, first of all, on on any of Joe Biden's videos on YouTube, they have this uh, thumbs up or thumbs down uh, icon that you can use. And it was overwhelming, like, like tens of thousands of thumbs downs versus like two or three thumbs up. They got rid of that. Because of Joe Biden, because of how badly he's doing. And they also, I haven't seen a live broadcast of uh, anything with Joe Biden on YouTube lately because the numbers were in the, in the, literally under 10,000, in the thousands versus the millions of people who tune in to see like a uh, 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 Donald Trump speech. So it's, it's not resonating. It's not working. This trip to Saudi Arabia, it, nobody's paying attention to it. The January 6th hearing, nobody's paying attention to it. And 88% of the people or 85% of the people in the country feel the country is going in the wrong direction. So, I think big things are coming we 've got to fight like hell uh, until November and then uh, and then p- push our our legislators our Republicans into uh, changing the the trajectory of the country and uh, indicting and prosecuting. Uh, officials in the administration for decimating our liberties for ruining our schools and businesses among other things and joe biden for uh destroying our sovereignty on the southern border among other things so good things are coming mary just keep up the good fight okay
2: thank you
1: so much i appreciate you you i appreciate you i appreciate you we got our uh little uh Piece of mail from the Salvation Army uh, locally, and we're we're getting a lot of those more lately. It's maybe because we're sending them money, but I've always been involved with the Salvation Army my entire life, and and they are reaching uh, epic lows as far as their uh, their stored food items, and they're they're needing money. And things are getting ugly. Now, you'll recall when Donald Trump was the president, Joe Biden was uh, there were there were food lines creating. And Joe Biden was convinced, of course, that it was all about uh, about uh, uh, Donald Trump. And it wasn't Uh, the the food lines that happened during the Trump administration were people who were out of work, put out of out of work by government. There's no doubt about it. Covid idiots and Covid dictators shut down thousands and thousands of businesses. People couldn't go to work. People couldn't go to school. They needed to wait in line for food. And Joe Biden, while he was the president of the United States, or while he was the uh, while he was running for the president of the United States, said this: "I want to make clear to all your listeners that we don't have a food shortage problem. We have a leadership problem. We have." Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday, I reported to you that the uh, the formula crisis has gotten worse. So, if you have a, an infant, you're looking for formula. The, uh, the the shelves are not full. Uh, Kamala Harris made an appearance with a transport from Europe with some formula on it. Good for about a week, maybe. I don't even know where it was good for a week. It was one transport of formula. And then they thought that would be good enough. And they've done nothing about it. Same goes with the supply chain. Same goes with your grocery store shelves. Same goes with uh, with your car dealerships. the the uh, The car dealerships lots are empty. I just uh, my wife and I just canceled our couch. By the way, I know it's not a big deal. We canceled our couch. We've been waiting for nine months for a stupid couch to replace the uh, couch we've had for twenty five years. My wife just said, "Screw it, let's just buy one on uh, Facebook or something." I don't know. <laughs> stupid. And long lines are back at food banks across the country. Working families overwhelmed by inflation turned to handouts to help feed their families. I told you this. Maybe you were living paycheck to paycheck before Joe Biden became the president. Now you're not making it there. When you've got 65% increase in diesel fuel, 60% increase in gas, it's last summer when they told you that that, uh, inflation will be transitory, and 13 months later it's not transitory. Inflation is a 40-year high. Gas prices surging since April 2020. Average cost nationwide, briefly hitting $5 a gallon. Rents going through the ceiling. Rents blowing up. New York City, do you realize on Manhattan, you know what the average rent is right now? Five grand. Five grand for a family. Per month. Per month for rent. It's not getting better. And it's going to get worse in the fall. Thomas Sheeta John was among hundreds of families lined up at several lanes of cars that went around the block recently at St. Mary's Food Bank in Phoenix. John said her family had never visited a food bank before because her husband had easily supported her and their four children with his construction work, but it's really impossible to get by now without some help. She traveled with a neighbor to share gas cost as they idled under the scorching desert sun. The the prices are way too high. Jesus Pasqual was also in the queue. It's a real struggle, said Pasqual, a janitor who estimated he spends several hundred dollars a month on groceries for him, his uh, wife, and their five children aged 11 to 19. The same scene is repeated across the nation where food bank workers predicted a rough summer keeping ahead of demand. What's your air conditioner set on? Are you even running it this summer? Phoenix Food Bank System, main distribution center, doled out food packages to 4,271 families during the third week of June. A 78% increase over the 2,396 families served during the same time last year, said St. Mary's spokesman, could be a woman, you never know, it's 2022, Jerry Brown. Distribution at the Al- Alameda County Community Food Bank in Northern California has ticked up since hitting a pandemic low at the beginning of the year, increasing from 890 households served to uh, 1,400. And we've got people on Capitol Hill testifying to the glories of abortion and having lots of them and very confused about their sexuality. Yeah, I know. All right, uh, coming up, Nancy Pelosi goes after Donald Trump and falls flat on her... Uh, <clears throat> Botoxed face. We'll get to that. This is the Rob Carson Show. Now that is Joe uh, Biden on the campaign trail talking about people lining up uh, for miles to get a box of food because uh, Donald Trump, you know, and now we legitimately have people in the long lines for food and food banks empty and store shelves empty and baby formula out of stock and tampons. I don't even know about the time tampons. My wife uh, hasn't sent me to the store lately to get those, you know, because we've got women living in the house here. So I don't know how that's going. But honestly, and, and he's over begging Saudi Arabia. For fuel, do you remember this? Are you this Are you this short-term memory-addled that you, you don't remember us having to go to OPEC to beg for them to release the spigot? And then Donald Trump made us energy independent. And then gas was a—well, last time I filled up, I think we, during the Trump administration, we had it here where I was about $1.86 a gallon. That was glorious. That was glorious. Mean, Meanwhile, I go up to fill my uh, uh, gas tank for my lawnmower, and it cost me $18.00. To fill the gas can for the lawnmower. Now, a lot of people are going after uh, Donald Trump and Trump candidates. Trump candidates, thus far, this primary season, 145 and 11. 145 victories, 11 losses, and most of those were in Georgia that is completely bleeped up. Georgia's bleeped up. It's not a bellwether for anywhere in the country. It's messed up. But you are hearing... Stories of outside groups, outside agitators. For instance, there are some Democrat candidates that 90% of the money for their campaign is coming from out of state. I'm going to tell you right now, if there is a candidate endorsed by Donald Trump, and this isn't about Donald Trump necessarily, it's about policies that he approves and you and I approve. If you hear a bunch of massive ads running, for instance, against Dan Cox in Maryland, uh, and it says... That Trump-endorsed candidate has no chance of winning. Vote for the person that they say has no chance of winning. Because those are the people that they're most afraid of. Those are the people that Democrats of the left are most afraid of. And all of this money's coming in, running against Kerry Lake in Arizona. There's giant attacks on Kerry Lake in Arizona. And if you see one of these ads, you'd be like, hey, I start questioning Kerry Lake. Remember, Donald Trump endorses her. And they hate Donald Trump. Same goes with Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania. The worst thing in the world said about Doug Ma- Trump endorsed candidate has no chance of winning. What they're meaning to say is they have every chance of winning and they're terrified that they will. So we've got to lie like we did about COVID. We've got to lie like we did about the vaccine for children. We've got to lie like we did about Hunter's laptop and Russia collusion. We've got to create that same sort of firewall that we did with those to keep people from doing the right thing and voting for the candidate Trump endorsed. And by the way, Uh, neighborhood research media NH poll shows Trump with a 19-point lead over his next competitor, Ron DeSantis, among potential Republican primary voters who were asked to rank their top three choices for 2024. Again, you're hearing that Trump has lost his uh, luster, that he's in the the past. He's going back. You're wrong. The 45th president garnered a 41.1% of the response. 22% said they would vote for DeSantis. Former Vice President Mike Pence... Came in at 1.3%. Race Bannon is done. 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 Defend Liberty Texas poll which sampled those who voted in the Lone Star State's Republican primaries or runoffs earlier this year documented a similar trend with Trump again enjoying a 19-point lead over DeSantis. Donald Trump is the candidate. The Democrat Party is the most afraid of Donald Trump. January 6th hearings continued attempting to get rid of Donald Trump so he can't run in 2024. So, they see Donald Trump as the biggest threat to the Democrat Party. They know when Donald Trump is in office, a lot of people in the Democrat Party are going to be indicted and sent to prison. They know it. And they also know that the Democrat Party ending is nigh. So if you hear an ad in your state of a trump endorsed candidate who does not stand a chance of winning, don't believe them. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. All right, so it's Friday. Next hour, we've got a snarling Nancy Pelosi going after Donald Trump. The American Petroleum Institute says we've got a solution for our petroleum crisis, and Joe Biden responds by ignoring them and going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and also Dave Rubin joins us at the bottom of next hour. Should be very enlightening. Awesome political pundit, conservative, and comedian. This is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Don't you just love institutional ads for life insurance? Well, this isn't one of them. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Fabric Life Insurance. I know your time is valuable, but Fabric has incredible term life insurance policies. that can be customized to your family, and you can be up and running in as little as 10 minutes. Fabric was built by parents for parents to make it easier to manage your family's finances. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply. See your quote and then personalize it to fit your family's needs. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality choices like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. I would insert a cup of coffee comparison here, but thanks to the White House, it's far more expensive than a dollar a day. Protect your family's future with Fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at Fabric.com Newsmax. That's Fabric.com Newsmax. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantis Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions.
0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. We've got a lot of stuff on the, uh, sh- on the show this hour. Dave Rubin's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. And uh, more uh, more bad news on the economy. We've got uh, some transgender madness coming out of Washington, D.C. And uh, Joe Biden's administration appears to be doing what could only be described as a fabulous face plant just in time for Friday.
4: Aren't well Who's up for show great. Hey. We may have a collapse at this rate. <laughs> Joe has failed, failed, and how Biden is coming up empty.
3: Yeah.
4: Joe's too old. Joe's too old. His bill back there as a joke <laughs> should resign. Yeah, do it now. Swells, Watch it grow. We are going to hell under Joe. He has lost. It's clear to see what a cause to you and me. Take the Congress back in 22. Mr. Biden.
1: That is due from Jim Gossett. Uh, two S's and two T's, uh, com. So uh, I had mentioned last hour that uh, Donald Trump's going to be the candidate. He is the candidate people support as much as... Uh, listen, you, you really can't... Uh, you cannot... It's fairly obvious. You can't trust anything the Democrats say right now. Obviously... But also all of the all of the money that's coming into states running against Trump uh, candidates, and they're, it's all based on a lie. And, and if you hear, I'm telling you, if you hear an ad that says that this Trump endorsed candidate has no chance of winning, like Dan Cox in Maryland, uh, realize that Trump candidates are 145 and 11 so far this season. So don't believe it. I mean, we're being propagandized in every way, shape, or form by the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party, and, 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 rhino Republicans like Liz Cheney, and you don't know who to believe, just use your compass. Use your compass to, to your beliefs. Lead yourself to your own North Star. Uh, raise red flags when somebody says something that you don't believe. Today, for instance, uh, Cassidy Hutchins, uh, the, the person who said that Donald Trump grabbed the wheel of uh, the beast, uh, told the driver to go back to the uh, the Capitol and then uh, tried to strangle the driver, who's a well-armed Secret Service agent who is a killing machine, but the president was able to strangle him. And then uh, the president reached his elbow out through the through the roof of the beast and grabbed onto the uh, awaiting of a helicopter the, the landing pad of the helicopter there and uh, and grabbed the melania by the waist and and lifted her out of the car as the as the beast flew off her of bridge that had been blown out by an a-10 warthog uh that proves that uh the, some secret service agents are saying that never happened one capitol police officer apparently is verifying it so what do you do you go oh well it must be right no no, uh, that person didn't testify in front of the January 6th committee. The January 6th committee has been doing all this nonsense, getting ready for this hearing for a year. And this is the best they can come up with. You just don't know what to believe. And then, and then there's Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, uh, she, was, uh, she was asked Thursday about uh, Donald Trump and the possibility of running 2024, and she was seething with anger.
8: Trump has indicated that he plans to announce a 2024 run in the next month or so. What impact would that have on the midterms, and would it benefit Democrats, in your opinion?
9: Do I ever even mention his name? (laughs) When I even waste my time talking about him? What I will say... But I'm
1: going to right now anyway.
9: And I'll say this, and I've said it again and again. This
1: woman is so done as well. I cannot wait till she's out of office in November, and she can go back to trying to get those other 99 pelts from those Dalmatian puppies.
9: Democrats have absolutely no intention of losing the House.
1: (laughs) Hold on on a second. Well, part of that is they're going to try and uh, steal the election. That's what they'll try to do.
9: And again, Democrats have absolutely no intention of losing the House.
1: Then why are you doing all the things you're doing?
9: In November and the Senate too uh, we are mobilized we are fortified we have great candidates oh really and we have a great our country is at risk our democracy yeah
1: yeah you guys are putting us at risk See? you're ruining it everybody knows it
9: is at risk but what we are campaigning on are the kitchen table issues that affect america's working families so um
1: okay do you guys realize that uh, inflation is a 40 year high uh gas is the highest it's ever been in this country
9: they know the difference between a democratic and republican
1: Administration. Well, and by the way, Axios yesterday said that the Democrat is becoming the Democrat Party is becoming the party of the elite, and there's no doubt about it. And I've said this forever: we're the bourgeois, we are the proletariat, they are the bourgeoisie, they are the ruling class, they are the oligarchs. I said a year ago that uh, Hillary Clinton, she she likes Russia. You know why she likes Russia? Because they're the template. They're the template for not only America, but what the, the you know this new world order that everybody talks about. There, there's a, certainly a gigantic degree of, of truth to that, that is a ruling class, they work in concert with, uh, with major corporations, big social media companies, and they enrich themselves and the rest of us fight for the crumbs. And, uh, and we all know this, and no amount of uh, tooth sucking that Nancy Pelosi does, she does that. She's, when she's talking, like she's got a piece of chicken caught between her incisors. But nobody believes this nonsense. Nobody. But here's Joe Concha last night. I believe he was talking to Tucker about uh, about Democrats. They don't have an issue. Nancy Pelosi says they got the kitchen table issues. They are so separated from the kitchen table. They haven't. You know, the only time they sit at a kitchen table is when their servants are feeding them. You know, some of those uh, some of those people coming from the south of the border that uh, the Democrats are so willing to uh, you know, uh, compare to breakfast burritos. Here is Joe Concha. You connect every
8: Democrat that is running in the Congress and the Senate for a seat or running for re-election to Joe Biden on inflation, on education, on gas prices, and on crime. And if you do that and you focus on those four issues uh, like a laser, I don't see how too many of them will lose right. because Democrats don't have a bumper sticker and they know it,
1: Sean. What would the bumper sticker be right now for the Democrats? Crab party. It it definitely would not be uh, you know more jobs. It would be uh, we suck. I think essentially. I mean, what would the what would the uh, what would the bumper sticker be? And 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 honestly, that's that's normally what it is. That's how Democrats talk. They always speak in bumper stickers. But there's no bumper sticker right now. There's no we're doing great. There's no uh, make America great again because they don't think America is great. So they're kind of uh, I would say done as far as messaging, and the only thing they can do is to shred Republican candidates or attempt to corrupt the vote. That's about it. Here's Kellyanne Conway. She was asked about uh, Biden running again in 2024. I, I mean, I'm mean, i only mentioning this because people are finally, finally, after I've said this for a long time, and other, other conservative uh, talk show hosts have said the same thing, But I have said that I don't think he'll make it to 2024 because I've seen people in the declining state of mental cognizance. I've had several people in my life who've actually lived in my home when I was growing up who were going through this same decline around the same age. Neither of them had brain surgery like Joe Biden. Here's Joe Concha and Kellyanne Conway talking about the possibility of Biden running in 2024.
9: Yes, he's not going to finish any sentences, but he will finish his first term.
8: (laughs) It's like trying to take the keys from your grandfather who's 84 and shouldn't be driving anymore. He's not letting go of those keys. Joe Biden's not letting go.
1: I don't see how he runs. And I'm the only person saying, and, and I don't like to say it, but... Right now, Joe Biden is a year past the average age for a man to live in this country. And he had brain surgery. And he's in cognitive and physical decline. There's no way he's going to make it to 2024. He's not. And I will bet you a million dollars. and and this should be fairly obvious, they are already making contingencies and they're trying to figure out what's next. They're very terrified of Kamala Harris. So by making her the vice president, checking some boxes, showing now she's completely incompetent, the Democrats have made their bed. Let's go to Dave in Baltimore. Baltimore, uh, Dave, welcome to the Rob Carson Show and a good Friday to you. What's on your mind?
6: Good afternoon, Mr. Carson. I would
1: love to tell you one thing: the bumper sticker. What would the bumper I sticker of the Democrat Party be right now? That big F word, F America. <laughs> yeah. Fill in the rest. Yeah, well, I, I think, think
6: after after all of us seeing what we've seen for the past year and a half, and I think we've all had enough of it. Yeah. And my my whole point to this, yes, sir. Uh, With with Joe, I look at that left hand of his. And it almost looks like he is, uh, with his movements and actions, yeah. you know, I'm really concerned for the guy. You know, I can't hate anyone. Yeah. And, and, and this comes true to anybody in this country. It's trying to run it at their own little game and pace. But I think there's a big agenda, and I think we're in trouble.
1: All right, David, thank you. And, by the way, uh, the Orioles are kicking butt, man. You excited about this team or what? I, know it. I think right. they're doing great. All right, buddy. They Ten in a row. row. We'll 30 see. 30. We'll see. All right, buddy. Try not to get shot when you go see a Royals ga- or a, uh, Royals game, a uh, uh, an Orioles game in Baltimore, because you know it gets a little dicey downtown these days. Uh, let's go to uh, Stephen Reisterstown, Reisterstown, Maryland. Hello, there, Steve. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What uh, what do you suggest for a Democrat bumper sticker this year?
6: Uh, Democrats, eighteen months, and we're not stopping.
1: <laughs> put the pedal to the metal on destruction of the United States. I don't know if you can put that into they, a. Into a bumper sticker or not, though. <laughs>
6: but they, but they are Rob. They're absolutely. It gives me yeah. chills as an American that this place is getting destroyed in eighteen months, and we got two and a half years to go. And I want to thank you. And you have a great weekend. All
1: right, brother. Have a good one. Good one again. Go uh, go Orioles. Used to love to see uh, games in. Uh in Baltimore. And the food is good at, uh, at the stadium, too, at Camden Yards. The food is pretty. It was there when I was there uh, previously. Pretty, pretty darn good. Expensive as hell, but pretty darn good. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, again, we've got uh, Dave Rubin joining us at the bottom of the hour. I've got a little bit more. Oh, uh, home sales and car repos. Home sales going down, car repos going up. I'll have the details on the other side of this. This is the Rob Carson Show.
0: There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: So no, I have a funny feeling that we're going to switch from a, uh, a seller's to a uh, buyer's market as far as real estate is concerned. I'll get to that in just a moment. And I I only speak from personal experience getting completely screwed in one real estate housing bubble and uh, unfortunately not in such a bad position now. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that are happening. The American Petroleum Institute said on a conference call with reporters yesterday that President Joe Biden rejected an invitation from oil and gas leaders to tour successful fossil fuel operations in the United States instead he went to Saudi Arabia I know Here, here's here's the uh, the message that they sent to our president president Biden on behalf of the men and women fueling America's economic recovery I
5: invite you to visit America's vast energy field
1: I don't even know why you try at this point point. and infrastructure America's natural gas and oil benefits American families the US economy and our national security Instead of meeting
8: with foreign governments to ask them to increase energy production, look to reliable
5: U.S. energy sources.
1: Okay, Um, I don't know why we're doing this nonsense, because this is your president. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill. Period.
2: Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a
8: Biden administration?
4: No. It would be, we would. We would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated.
1: I. Guess- now, this is from the. Uh- Uh, Let's see here. A representative of the uh, American Petroleum Institute. He said, "Unfortunately, the president ignored our invitation and continues to send mixed signals about how much the administration is willing to work with our industry." At this point, really, there's no point in uh, begging uh, the Biden administration for anything, because they're not going to change course. They they know exactly what the problem is. They know how to fix it. This is all theater. It's all very, very bad theater. And going to Saudi Arabia is uh, is humiliating. Uh, it is embarrassing. The president doesn't realize this because he doesn't even probably know his middle name or what day it is. But it is an indignity being suffered upon you and me because you and I know what the solution is. And it's right under our damned feet. In the meantime, we have idiots around the country. For instance, the governor of uh, of uh, California and the mayor of Los Angeles. They are, listen to this, listen to this. Natural gas is the cleanest burning fuel that is available right now, other than than, uh, nuclear. All right. Natural gas creates essentially when it burns, I believe it's oxygen and water vapor, but I know certainly it is water vapor. That's clouds for those who don't understand. It's really, 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 really clean burning. All right. Um, Los Angeles is phasing out all natural gas hookups in all new residential and commercial buildings beginning January 1st of next year. Okay. Los Angeles is not alone. Los Angeles is California's 57th locality to introduce commitments to phase out natural gas, and many cities across the country are following suit. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just hit this home for you. If you have a stove and you really enjoy those gas burners, they won't be allowed anymore in California because stupid. I thought you should know that. Uh, nationwide, natural gas accounts for 38% of electricity generation. Set 177 million Americans use natural gas to heat their homes and cook their meals. So in California, you won't be able to have a natural gas furnace. You won't be able to have natural gas uh, air conditioning. You won't be able to have a nas- natural gas uh, burner. You won't ha- be able to have a natural gas. Well, you'll probably be, maybe be able to go to Lowe's and get your uh, your gas canister for your grill, but they'll probably get rid of that, too. This is the stupid that I'm talking about. This is a sort of stupid self-canceling crap that comes from the Democrat party in the class of 1968. Car repos on the rise. Do you know what the average price of a new car is today? You have any idea? Barron's reports. Are you ready Are you ready for this? Vehicle repossessions on the rise. The average price of a new car is $47,000. $47,148. I have never owned a car that cost over thirty-five grand. That's the average. Okay? So according to KBB, the average price of a vehicle rose 13.5% year over year to 47148 That's about a $1,000 a month car payment. If you finance that with taxes and all that, about $1,000 a month. Combined with record-high monthly payments, it's easy to start piecing together the story. Edmunds data found that a whopping of a, a whopping 12 point per, 12.7% of new car buyers are on the hook for payments of $1,000 or more per month. People are paying over sticker on several new models, and even non-luxury vehicles are becoming more expensive as demand remains strong and supply remains constrained. And repos are going through the ceiling. The only positive is you might see a decline slightly in the price of a used car because they're all being repossessed. Home sales being canceled at the highest rate since the start of the pandemic. For the first time in a very long time, my wife and I got in at the right time. We bought a house three years ago. It's gone up in value dramatically. And we have a mortgage rate under, I think, 3%. If you want a mortgage rate under 3%, um, you're high. It's not going to happen. Prospective homebuyers canceling sales backing out of deals with the highest rates since the start of the pandemic. 60,000 home purchase agreements throughout the country fell through in June of 2022, roughly equivalent to 14.9% of homes that were under contract that month, compared to 12.7% in April, 112 in June of 2021. Some analysts are expecting a collapse in the real estate market in 2022 as the economy begins to slow and mortgage rates rise rapidly due to interest rates hikes. June home builder sentiment and survey results are in. Top themes. A lot of new home buyers are canceling. Price cuts becoming fairly common. Probably you will be able to get that house with, uh, with, uh, without contingent. With, uh, you, you'll you be able to place some contingencies. You'll be able to force an inspection, et cetera, So maybe it's a little bit more of a buyer's market. Rising interest rates are also forcing some buyers to cancel home purchase rates. If rates were at 5% when you made the offer but reached 5.8% by the time the deal was closed, you may no longer be able to afford that home or you no longer qualify for the loan. That's what's going on in the country as far as the economy is concerned. And a new report, 15 richest counties in America. About five of them are around Washington, D.C. Imagine that. Yeah, that's your money. Dave Rubin comes up next. A must-hear interview. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show, and uh, one person who I always look for when he has his latest commentary out, whether it be on uh, Blaze TV or the Rubin Report, is uh, Dave Rubin. He is a political comic journalist, <laughs> which is kind of what I do. Dave, welcome to the show. Uh, glad to have you here finally. It's great to talk to you.
7: Rob, I can't believe it. We're starting this thing off with an insult. You call me a journalist? I know, I know. That is the (laughs) worst thing you could call somebody, unless you put air quotes around it or some other sort of comedic uh, underlay. Uh, Yeah, Journalist. I don't know about that, but I don't know any journalists.
1: Do you? No. Actual r- journalist? Well, well, um, I, there are a couple people that I, I know who maybe work for like the uh, Washington Times, uh, uh, Darren Beatty, I guess a revolver. I consider him to be a hell of a journalist. Those kind yep. of people. I certainly, I understand why you'd never want to be a called a journalist today, considering how many in this country, the freest country in the world, made the greatest country in the world by the First and a sec- Second Amendments primarily. And they legitimately uh disregard the first amendment for a political agenda unlike north korea where they favor a political agenda so they won't go to prison for life and their their progeny and their progeny so it's pretty insulting when you think about the uh journalism you started i mean your your roots are in comedy i'm curious about this because because mine are as well i started writing for rush limbaugh years and years and years and years ago um how did you make the segue from comedy to politics and and then i want to get into why i think it's really really important go ahead
7: well it's interesting because i always loved comedy growing up i remember uh i literally remember the first time i really watched a stand-up special i think it was 1983 i saw bill cosby himself which his famous (laughs) hbo uh comedy routine where he's sitting there uh, with his brown sweater and he's sitting on the stage and he does the the chocolate cake routine and oh, the yes. dentist routine oh, yes. and all the wife stuff and all that. And I remember buckled over in laughter like oh, I could yes. not, I actually could not believe that something could be so funny. And I, couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that anyone would want to do anything other than that for a living. I mean, yeah. I really remember thinking like, oh my God, you'd have to want to be funny. Like what could possibly be better than that? Um, and then I sort of was always kind of funny with my friends, but my friends were all funny. We, that was the way we communicated. That was the language that we all spoke. And I remember thinking somewhere in college and I was a poli sci major in college. So I was always interested in politics as well. But I remember thinking in college when we started getting to the later, you know, junior, senior year, when people were really thinking about what did they want to do for a living? I remember thinking somebody, one of us, out of the you know, 10 of us in my crew, somebody's going to be a great comic. Yeah. I, didn't know, I didn't know that I was going to be the comic, but I, <laughs> everybody's kind of funny here. Yeah. And then I got out of college, and, the, and literally the first week out of college, I was working at a. Uh, I was assistant manager of at electronics boutique, which yeah. you you probably remember uh, because we're of a certain age. But yeah. now it's known as GameStop, yes. a video game store. <laughs> it, it was in all the malls. It was electronics boutique at the time. So that's what I was doing during the day. And I went to an open mic in New yeah. York City, and I started doing stand up. And I was always kind of doing political stuff. And yeah. you know, when I look back at my old notes and I have my old notebooks, you know, from twenty something years so ago, nineteen ninety eight, and I look back at them and I'm like, man. I was talking about CNN, I was making fun of Wolf Blitzer. I yeah. was talking about the news and politics and all those things. So I guess one way or another, it, it led me to all of this. So the, you asked about the transition. It wasn't much of a transition. Yeah. My favorite comics growing up, you know, obviously Cosby was not political, no. but I loved George Carlin. Oh I my God, the yes. Greatest, the greatest stand-up ever. I loved, loved, loved Bill Maher. Obviously I have some political differences with sure. him, but but his HBO specials and the way he was doing political comedy Phenomenal. Um, so I always felt that that was that was sort of what I was supposed to be doing, saying what I think, hopefully with a little bit of humor. And, and getting a nice reaction. Yes,
1: but, but I am going to tell you, and I, and I use humor, I, I, I use it to disarm my uh, opposition. I think it's a great way to do it. Um, I, I, f- I feel like it's, it's actually easier to be comedian as a conservative because I, I, I've seen, like, I heard Radio America, just terrible, or Air America, terrible, terrible, terrible. These are people who are legitimately funny people normally, but then they segue to talk radio and they were terrible. They're dour. They're unhappy people. I find it much easier to do conservative comedy. And oddly enough, people are surprised that conservatives can be funny. In 1997 or so, in Minneapolis, I was doing morning radio up there, the, the uh, local reg, uh, there was a local liberal reg, and they did a headline It said, yes, Virginia, conservatives can be funny about me. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and, and then you see, and then Dave, the new king of late night, you know who, it, it's it's freaking Greg Gutfeld. Is it, yep. many, is it any more obvious that conservative comedy entertains and also makes a point?
7: Well, especially now, because, you know, conservative is counterculture. If we lived in yes. a more conservative, yes. if we lived in a conservative society right now, and I don't even really mean conservative in yeah. a traditional sense. I, if, if we lived in a, say, roughly sane society yes. where actually boys were boys and girls were girls, you know, take the theme song to All in the Family, if that society, <laughs> you know, when, when men were men, if that society yeah. existed, well, then I guess conservatives probably wouldn't seem that funny because it wouldn't really make sense. But now, because everything is so off kilter, so out of control, so yeah. disconnected from reality, conservatism, the idea, oh, my God, I believe <laughs> that, pe- that having a family is valuable. Yes. I, you know, like these are now funny things because there's truth in them. And then hopefully you can say them in a funny way. But, you know, your point on Gutfeld, it's like I do his show often. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm going to pat myself on the back for a sec, because I was on his late night show on the debut night on the first night of the show. Nice. And I said on air, live yep. on the show. I said, Greg, you will be number one in yep. late night within six months. It only took him three months. I know, and, and I remember
1: that. I yeah. remember you saying that. And, yep. uh, and, and I, you know, I offer a, uh, certainly, you know, I've, I've only been in this two years. I'm on Newsmax. I do a TV show on Newsmax Saturday nights, Sundays, Mondays. I don't know if you know, Donald Trump thinks I'm yep. the funniest, oh, yeah. funniest guy on TV. Uh, it's going to resonate. Um, let's move into, th- I want to ask you this. Um, uh, Pride Month was last month. All right. I know this is kind of an abrupt segue. You're talking about the upside down of the world. Uh, yeah. You being a gay man, uh, were you embarrassed by it? Because I'm, I, was, I know I've officiated a gay wedding. I, I've, I've always told my kids that the, the, the soul doesn't have a penis or vagina. You want to be married. You want to spend your life with somebody. It's okay. Not, Jesus. But you go to Walmart and you see uh, rainbow, yeah. I- rainbow ice cream, rainbow marshmallows, rainbow Skittles. They already own the rainbow, by the way. And then the other day I literally saw one of those folding chairs that you take to concerts, rainbow colored. Are you <laughs> a little embarrassed by all of this when I know well, I, that, you know, that gay it, people people aren't down with all this crap
7: yeah i mean look this is why i'm against collectivism it's why you're against collectivism my my sexuality has nothing to do with anything other than my own personal sexuality you You know it sounds sort of silly to say but I don't believe in the LGBT, BTD. there's probably a D in there, too. Don't forget Demi- the two, pl- Demi- there's two pluses. Yeah, whatever it, it is. It goes don't off in the... I don't believe in, the- in that. That's, that's, no, that's yeah. no community. I mean, Rob, the truth is, I, as a gay person, I have no more insight in what it is like to be <laughs> Q or trans or intersexual than you do. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. it, uh, So they've done something very perverse here. But you know what's interesting? You what? mentioned Walmart and you walk in there and, okay, they got rainbow this, rainbow that, yes. hat, the sunglasses, the ISIS. But I bet you what you didn't see near it were any people, because nobody's buying this crap. It's corporate nonsense that's pushed on us. Every time during June when I went into Target, somehow I end up in Target an awful lot. I don't know, a lot of my life is leading me to Target. That's right. Every time I went in there in June, (laughs) massive, massive displays. It's gay this, gay that, the pronouns, the whole thing. And it's got everything there except people buying the product. It's all corporate nonsense. And by the way, that's why it will fail yeah. because, at the end of the day, even these woke corporations do have to look at the books at the end of the year. And after a couple of years ago, and boy, we're throwing out an awful lot of, uh, you know, rainbow socks. They're going to probably make some other decisions.
1: Well, the, the rainbow ice cream was pretty good. It had the chocolate in it and yeah. che- it, 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 nothing about it said gay, really. It's just ice cream with uh, some cherries in it and some chocolate. I, I don't Wait, know. They didn't.
7: They didn't make you uh, hold a guy's hand while you were eating the ice cream. I thought that's what they do. Well, I thought there might be some sprinkles on it or something. Kind yeah. of, you know. Uh, but let, let's
1: talk about this. Um, Your uh, and I was reminded by my. Brian, this morning, he said that you kind of had a come to Jesus or I'm sorry, if I'm a Joe Biden, a come to Jesus moment uh, with Larry Elder a few years ago. When And I watched oh, it yeah. this morning. You were beardless, by the way. You look much better with the beard. Uh, <laughs> <Thank> tell, <you. laughs> tell me about your your come to Jesus moment with Larry yeah. Elder.
7: Well, that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was in 2017, I think, March or, or April of 2017. Yeah, and yeah. I had, you know, I had been a lefty most of my life, yeah. but I was really an old school liberal. I'm from New York. Yes. So when I talk about liberalism, I was sort of an Ed Koch liberal or a Daniel Patrick Moynihan liberal or a JFK liberal. That has very little to do with modern progressivism. But I was in the progressive movement uh, a year earlier. I had worked at the Young Turks Network, which is a very far left progressive network, regressive, I would say. Uh, So I was already waking up to a lot of the nonsense. And then I sat down with Larry Elder, who is a legendary conservative radio host in LA, but syndicated all over the country. And I went into a conversation about systemic racism, not armed. And Larry beat me senseless with facts. I know. And and the moment, (laughs) the reason you're laughing and the reason that that clip has now been seen probably 50 million times. And, you know, it's always black conservative destroys white libtard or something. It's not so funny when you're the white libtard. Oh, I
1: made that meme, actually. I called you a libtard then.
7: Yeah, well, there you go. You have to. It's by law, you have to. Yes, of course. But, but, you know, what's nice about that moment is if you watch it, you know, he's he's smacking me around with facts. Yeah. That, we, that was not live. It was to tape. So no. we weren't airing it until the next day. But I told my guys after, we have to air that. They said, we're going to cut it. And I said, no, we got to air it because it was real and it was raw. And uh-huh. I think it really in many ways is the defining moment of my life because yeah. from that learning moment, I didn't hide it. I didn't look so great. But I I moved into it. I leaned into something that was true. And that really, people got to see it live. I don't know how many people can say, boy, I got to see your your." change moment. The yeah. light go on. I got to see it on camera. That's pretty cool.
1: You know, I think it's kind of strange. I got a, a buddy who does talk radio, Chris Plant. I'm sure you probably heard of him. and yeah. he, he calls himself a classic liberal, even though he's conservative. And when you think about uh, liberal, I remember back in the, the 90s when I was living in Columbia, Missouri, uh, right out of college, I, I remember hearing somebody said that liberal meant open-minded, and I realized then it was the exact opposite, because I lived in Columbia, Missouri. There was Stevens College. They were the first college in America to take the men out of the word women. They spelled W-O-M-Y-N. I was like How insulting and stupid is this and I realize that liberalism is closed minded is the is the antithesis the opposite of being open minded and conservatives you'll hear this thing about being oh i'm liberal socially and i'm i'm conservative whatever no here here's here's where I think that um a lot of people were kind of, I guess maybe we've even uh, skewed towards libertarianism. I always tell people I'm for uh, lower taxes, smaller government. I, I don't give a crap if gay people want to get married. The government gets to get, needs to get out of marriage. And if if states, if people want to you know, to make a pot legal in different states, then they can. For God's sake, I live in Kansas. Kansas needs to get high. Uh, so <laughs> I guess that kind of describes maybe where some of it's, listen, there are still very hardcore Christian conservatives and respect, respect to them certainly but there are some things that I say government has no business having their their thumb in it
7: well what you're talking about is something that I bring up on the show very often which is that there's something very rich happening on the right right now because what you laid out right there let's say a more libertarian side of conservatism which that really is what classical liberalism is people people always say to me you know what's the difference between classical liberalism and libertarianism and it there really isn't a tremendous amount of difference Uh, I would say there are a few more guardrails around classical liberalism where the libertarian really is always completely looking to remove the government. And I fully I fully respect that. And I I like talking to the the anarchists and those those folks. But what I would say is guys like us, because just hearing what you laid out right there, I agree with we will just remain. If if there is a future of America, it's going to be a center right future. Yes. And there will be people on that center right who will be more on the libertarian. Hey, just let me live and let live side. Keep the government off my back. And then there are going to be sort of more religious conservatives. And we have to figure out how to live together. You bet. I think think it will be pretty... Uh, easy in many ways and very difficult in other ways. Mm -hmm. And and that's what personal responsibility is all about. That's what individual rights are all about. But that's a rich place to have an argument. And by the way, you know, I go to schools. Look, as you said, I I happen to be gay. I was invited to Liberty University. It's the largest evangelical college in the United States. I spoke at their convocation. It's their Sunday service. I spoke in front of 14,000 kids. This is a huge amount of people. (laughs) And I got a standing ovation. And I walked around the campus the entire day, high-fiving them, taking pictures, blah, blah, blah. So my point is, there is room for the social conservatives, or if you want to call them the religious conservatives, the traditional conservatives, there's room if we all are willing to set aside some of the differences, I think we are, but it's a challenge for sure.
1: Now, uh, we've only got about another minute and a half or so. Uh, Hispanics, uh, people of color, make it a beeline to the Republican Party. That is dramatic. We are seeing it. It's going to get bigger. Myra Flores, part of that. We're seeing it this entire, this, this, I never thought I'd see it. Uh, But, you know, you've got these brown people coming across the southern border. The, The Democrat Party has always thought they'd be reliable voters. So they bring them across. And now the Democrat Party brings them across. These people are largely Catholic. These people are largely pro-family, uh, largely pro-life, and they love America. They love the dream of America. The Democrat Party brings them over here, says, vote for us, and they are the opposite of that. Is that what we're seeing with this shift, demographic it is. shift?
7: Yep. It is, and then, of course, it has a lot to do with illegal immigration. I mean, that's what Relious pushed support. Flores through in a, in a district in Texas that was ruled by Democrats for 100 years. But, yes, what the Democrats have done to gain power was make a deal with the devil, They said, we will put you all in groups, we'll give you all of these things, and then you're also gonna have to bow to our woke ideology at the same time. That can work for an election cycle. That can work for maybe two election cycles. But then suddenly, when you say to a Latina mother, a Catholic Latina mother who's busting her butt at work in Texas on a border town, that not only are we gonna give things to people who come here illegally, but we're gonna teach your son that he's a girl, we're gonna teach all of this neo-racist woke nonsense. Enough of them are going to wake up. What's interesting to me about Flores particularly is that she's – if the media was equal, meaning if it was a 50-50 media, which it obviously isn't, the media would be treating her like a rock star right now because look what happened when the squad came in. When AOC came in and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, and these are are genuine socialists, the media put them on the cover of everything, every puff piece, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you saw last week the piece that they did in the New York Times about my report, the rise – Of the far right Latina.
1: (laughs) All right, all right. So we got ten seconds. I just want this answer. Joe Biden runs in twenty twenty four. Yes or no? I don't think he's going to make it. No, a hundred
7: percent. No, he won't even be president by then. Thank you very much.
1: Duh, duh. I saw Kellyanne Conway last night, and she says, "Yeah, he's not going to give up the keys." I'm like, if and I'm not being cruel, if he lives that long. that's yep. two and a half years from now. He will not be able to be the president. So there you go. All right. Listen, we got to run. But thank you for your time, Dave. I know you're busy. You're much in demand. And I greatly respect uh, what you do. Um, would you like to? Where, where should people go? I know you're all over social media Gatter Truth Social, Facebook, Twitter, the whole deal. Anyplace else? Uh, the Blaze? All,
7: all the usual stuff. But my main hub, if you really want to get in touch with me, is rubinreport.locals.com. Rob, I always enjoy talking to you. I'm all right, happy brother. to do it anytime.
1: All right. Take care of yourself. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: And loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. I want to thank Dave Rubin for being on the show today. A uh, very enjoyable conversation. We'll be on the podcast today. Go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the uh, outlets. Sam in Selbyville, Delaware on the phone. Hello, Sam. Uh, your thoughts in about 35 seconds. Go. Uh, you
5: know, I, I think if the Democrats keep doing what they're doing, running the economy into the, the, the sewer, um, they'll let Biden run against uh, Trump just the way the, the Democrats put uh, uh, Reagan's second run. Uh, yeah. They had Mondale. Yeah. They knew Mondale was going to get beat, but they let him run as a president and have some fun, and then he got clobbered. Yeah, so,
1: yeah that's, that's actually a that really good analogy. Enough, that's a really good yeah, analogy.
5: None of their good candidates will get beat up and then have a harder time the next time.
1: All right, my brother, thanks for the phone call. Let's, uh, uh, next hour, we've got one more hour of the show. I've got a lot of things I want to get to. The James Webb Space Telescope apparently is homophobic. We're going to get into that. Yeah, that's the left in this country. I still haven't had a chance to uh, talk about some of the things that happened on uh, Capitol Hill yesterday, including Representative Steve Cohen declaring that uh, Canada is the freest country in the world. We'll get to all of that. Let's take a break. Come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Uh, I think most of us in this audience know that Donald Trump's going to run for president in 2024. Uh, duh. <laughs> you know, duh. <laughs> uh, Dick Morris has been saying that for a while as well. He's got a new book. It's called The Return. It's about Trump's uh, ascent back to power and a secret plan for 2024. If you would like to uh, read the book for free. All you got to do is go to the return911.com, the return911.com. Uh, you can get to know the Newsmax uh, newsletter which I write for. I do a little column there and then you'll get a, a copy of The Return by Dick Morris. You're going to be saving 28 bucks. That's pretty big. So the return911.com. Next hour. Um <clears throat> For some odd reason, Texas sits on an ocean of oil and they're choosing wind power. Yesterday during a newscast, a weathercaster lost power twice. We'll get to more trans madness on Capitol Hill and abortion madness on Capitol Hill. And your phone calls. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show, Friday edition. Right ahead. Don't go anywhere.
0: limbaugh shared his comedy for years now you'll hear it here it's the rob carson show
1: and by the grace of god it is finally friday friday and uh, in case you didn't know we do the podcast six days a week it's called the rob carson show podcast monday through friday it's monday through friday show saturday's show is a compendium of well, what happened the previous week and, and this week all i can really say if you're going to put it all in a nutshell is Washington, D.C. has the stupid. I mean, it beyond the stupid. It has a severe case of the stupid. No amount of vaccine is going to stop the stupid because the stupid makes you say stupid stuff. Like, for instance, Representative Carolyn Maloney saying that women aren't the only people who can get pregnant. The goal of
9: these right-wing extremists is clear. To control the bodies of women, girls, and any person who can become pregnant.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a woman, actually, yeah. To be even more
9: clear, the Dobbs decision means the government can now order people to stay pregnant.
1: They can order people to stay pregnant. (laughs) That is fantastic. ...pain of criminal punishment. No, no, you just gotta go to another state, kinda like you have to go if you want concealed carry out of a liberal state. Except for with concealed carry, you gotta move. Many of us have been warning about this Day for years. Yeah, many of us have been warning about this day when people say this kind of stupid crap in Washington D.C. I, I no, actually, I don't think we could have. I don't think we could have. Uh, we could have uh, foretold the level of stupidity and ignorance and uh, bat guano craziness, right? Right. I mean, really, just a couple years ago, could you imagine we're having? And it's not even a debate. It's just a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of uh, uh, ideological bullies trying to force nonsense down people's throats. That's what it's. That's what it's all about. And and I, it just it, it gets dumber all the time. Yesterday in this uh, you know this House Judiciary Committee on the impact of uh, the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Well, the impact is if you are in a state that decides they want to put restrictions or or uh, ban abortions, then they have the right to do that. If you live in one of those states, you're, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to go somewhere else to get the procedure. That's all. You know, and, and, and you know, for instance, if you want lower taxes, you go to a state that has lower taxes. You, you see what I'm doing? If you want to move from California to Florida because of lower taxes and more freedom, go for it more than 60% of women between 18 and 29 years old and roughly 50% of men in that age group said how states handle abortion would be at least somewhat it would affect where they choose to live combined 58% of men and women said state abortion laws would impact where they live somewhat or a lot okay i, I, I don't i don't understand why you need that but honestly if if your whole reason for moving someplace is just in case you screw up and get pregnant or you impregnate someone, that you can kill the baby before it's born, maybe you ought to kind of look at your priorities. Just, you you know, just saying. Just saying. Democrats, 67% more likely than Republicans, 36%, to say abortion laws would impact where they choose to live. (laughs) Maybe for uh, moral reasons you would choose to move to a state that has fewer abortions as a conservative. That's cool. That's cool. The potential for some states to outlaw or restrict abortion could make young people alter their sexual behavior. Well, there's an idea. Yeah. 29% of young women and 24% of young men said laws could impact how they choose sexual partners, how frequently they have sex. Just get married. You won't even need to worry about it anymore. 39% of women and 48% of men said the laws would affect none of the above. None of the above. (coughs) When young men were asked how likely would you be to take a highly effective FDA-approved oral or injectable contraceptive for men, 24% said yeah, 26% said somewhat, 16% said little likely, and uh, 34 said nah, I don't think so. And then uh, yesterday on Capitol Hill, Representative Steve Cohen from Tennessee uh, said that because the United States... Has uh, sent the uh, the option of abortion to the states that suddenly the United States is the not the most free country in the world. See, if anything, they're dramatic on the Democrat Party, and one decision means that there's no more freedom in America. So uh, here's what Steve Cohen had to say:
4: American and, and, and love America and love this country, and I think it's a great country.
1: But they said we're the Nothing the Democrat Party says right now says what you believe at the United States of America. And if you do, you aren't paying attention, sir. They hate the founding. They hate the people. They hate everything about it. Right now, 50%, 56% of Democrats think the Constitution is racist. So your first, the first point of your argument is specious. The
4: freest country in the world. Uh, I think it was Ms. Foster. Well, right now, Canada's the freest country in the world.
1: Now, I'm going to have to agree with him on this. What? Yeah. Yeah, because you see, um, well, I don't know if they're as if they're freer than us, but we're right there with them. How's that? We just had massive um, uh, control of the Second Amendment passed through both houses of Congress. Uh, We are being censored in every way, shape, or form, whether that be about uh, talking about uh, the COVID vaccine or the election of 2020. Uh, We've got uh, big social media, the mainstream media, the Democrat Party and rhinos controlling what we can say and what we can think. Uh, The FBI has been weaponized against the American people in numerous cases with ex-Trump officials, with parents who are against CRT speaking at school boards, with the IRS uh, being uh, sicked on years ago after uh, conservative groups. This goes on and on. So is the United States less free than Canada? That's a tough one. But I'm leaning a little bit toward Canada at this time. Do you know why? Another reason. Did you know that truckers were able to go into Ottawa and go downtown to protest? Did you realize that truckers in America were prevented from going into Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards Canada right now. And there are few other. I wouldn't move there. You couldn't pay me enough. Countries along with mostly because the property brothers live there.
4: Canada that are more free than America. When we cut women away from having the opportunity to get uh, their families and their bodies to be their choices.
1: Okay. Again, here you go. Just say you want a freaking abortion. Okay. Yesterday we heard a uh, liberal who had an abortion. She called the baby's heartbeat. What the hell she called a baby's heartbeat? they got to change everything because they're so morally and intellectually bankrupt. I, I said this to my friend uh, here's here. Yesterday, somebody on Capitol Hill, uh, Sarah Lopez on Capitol Hill, referred to a fetal heartbeat as embryonic cardiac activity." All right They can't even be honest with what they, they're arguing. Women away from having the opportunity
4: to get uh, their families and their bodies. To be their
1: choices. That is nonsense. It's almost childlike in its ignorance. It's not stupidity because children aren't as stupid as these people. They're just ignorant because they're young. Here is Representative Mike Johnson giving uh, the uh, congressman from uh, Tennessee a little what for.
10: Mr. Cohen is wrong. Canada's not the most free country in the world, young people. <laughs> America is the greatest nation in the world. We are the most free, most successful, most powerful. But
1: the Democrats are doing their, their level best to make sure that doesn't continue.
10: ...nation, because finally now we have been, we've tried to live up to the ideals articulated in the Declaration of Independence. And finally now the Supreme Court, after 50 years, nearly 50 years of an atrocity, <laughs> has brought us back to that... Man. Oh,
1: look, they're going to try and filibuster now. ...truth,
10: brought us back will to you that you truth. It's my gun. time. You I will not yield, Mr. Brief. Cohen, because your, your, your comments are absurd. The, this hearing is You're absurd. Your comments, this hearing, oh dear Lord, Mr. Johnson's time is. To <laughs> thank you. This hearing is absurd. The Democrat Party yes. has called us here for this hearing entitled "The Threat to Individual Freedoms in a Post-Roe World." Come on, the first, yeah, it's, individual it's 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 idiotic. Freedom
1: is the right... Let's hear that again. Let's hear the title of this stupid, stupid hearing.
10: The Democrat majority has called us here for this hearing entitled The Threat to Individual Freedoms in a post roe World.
1: Come Where on. Where in the guys. hell is the... Where's the hearing on... Oh, it's coming in after November. The hearing on COVID restrictions. The, the hearing on big social media and the mainstream media and the Democrat Party coming together with rhinos to uh, shut down speech about the election of 2020 and Hunter Biden's laptop. How about that? That would be a meaningful hearing.
10: Come on. The first inalienable individual freedom is the right to be born. It's the right to life. We boldly declared that in our nation's birth certificate. America should continue... He called
1: the Constitution America's birth certificate. I like that.
10: ...to uphold the sanctity of... The British
1: tried to abort us. ...human life. And
10: state and local (laughs) and federal government officials have a duty, a constitutional responsibility to protect that fundamental right. Yeah,
1: it's, it is remarkable, and it just never stops. They're like, the, they're like the energy Energizer Bunny. Here's Elizabeth Warren, by the way, yesterday, Elizabeth Warren, who said, literally, she said that all crisis pregnancy centers should be shut down, meaning the only option for a mother questioning whether or not she can have a child, she can sustain a child, in a very difficult time in her life, with regard to the the a pregnancy maybe it was unplanned whatever but uh this this party and and elizabeth warren is saying the only thing you can do is to kill the baby it is profoundly evil what she said and then yesterday she wouldn't even condemn these uh, these liberal groups threatening conservative supreme court justices here she is being confronted outside of the the train of big gas guzzling issue suvs that she gets in wherever she drives in washington dc with a driver and armed security here's the exchange
8: senator an activist group is offering to pay people if they send in the locations of justices Uh, do you think that this has gone too far at this point
1: Uh, she would not answer the question because that's what they do the the uh, the Democrat Party and a lot of uh, a lot of politicians they do like so many trolls do online they will shoot a point or or uh, you know whatever at your statistic and they will not stick around for the reply because they know that uh, their argument is going to get they're going to get their arses handed to them that's what happened yesterday with her now coming up I've got a, a a new poll that finds where the richest places and counties are in America, you probably won't be surprised. And then we're going to uh, get into the uh, transgender debate still raging. We have the uh, uh, world expert on fertility in the country, Lord Robert Winston, giving the definitive answer on what is male and female. And if you are really down with the radical LGBTQRSTU movement, you're probably going to be mad about it. I'm going to share that. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's The Rob Carson Show.
1: So um, there's a lot of stupid going on in the world. It's all coming from the left, and it's, it's laughable if it weren't so dangerous. Uh, you've got the Candy Isle kids. They're throwing their little temper tantrum. They did it at uh, Capitol Hill and tried to make it like uh, women or men can have babies, and, and they just look like complete idiots. Uh, first images of the James Webb Space Telescope, by the way, um, were revealed on Tuesday. Now, I saw some of those, and apparently <clears throat> it is a revolutionary thing. It makes the Hubble look like, you know, uh, your grandma has a cataract. Uh, but some liberals apparently have soured on the, uh, the spectacular achievement by disparaging the, uh, the satellite or the, uh, the uh, telescope as homophobic. <laughs> yeah, they, they say it's memorializing queerphobia. Now, this is nonsense. James Webb ran the fledgling uh, NASA space agency from 61 to 68 during the programs for Mercury, Gemini, Apollo, some of Apollo. Before NASA, Webb served as an undersecretary of state in the U.S. Department of State during the Truman administration. Critics accused him of being complicit during the Lavender Scare. When government employees were fired for being gay in the 1950s and 60s. The Guardian reported during Webb's time as administrator, NASA employee Clifford Norton was fired in 63 for, quote, immoral, indecent, and disgraceful conduct after being interrogated on suspicion of homosexuality. Norton later uh, successfully sued for wrongful dismissal. All right. Now, a current uh, NASA administrator, Bill Nelson, feel, I guess he felt like he needed to uh, set the record straight, straight and flow. Anyway, uh, we have found no evidence at this time that Warren's changing the name of the James Webb Space Telescope. All right. All right, uh, NASA Press Secretary Jackie McGinnis said NASA's history office conducted an exhaustive research through currently accessible archives in James Webb and his career. Our historians also talked to experts who previously researched this topic extensively. NASA found no evidence at this point that warrants changing the name of the telescope. But you know what? That's the left. That's the, uh, that's the stupid. That is what I'm talking about. There is no vaccine against it except for voting Republican and voting for Trump-endorsed candidates in November. Let's go to uh, Dan in Richmond, Virginia. Hello, Dan. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hey, Miss Carson. It's a pleasure to speak with you. You too.
6: Uh, I have a bumper sticker idea. Yes. You know, the Marie Antoinette, Queen of France, once said, let, let them eat cake
1: just because yes. she was so clueless.
6: Yes. How about Mrs. Joe Biden, First Lady, let them eat breakfast tacos.
1: Let them eat breakfast tacos. I like that. You know, I was thinking of a bumper sticker they might be good. Uh, something like, uh, for liberals, by the way, uh, the little triangular yellow sign in the back of the minivan that says, soon-to-be-aborted baby on board. What do you think? Yeah. That would be <laughs> very clever. Or, or better yet, how about, uh, for conservatives, former clump of cells on board? Yeah. I think that'd be good. Thanks for the call, bro. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Greg in Carroll County, Maryland. Hello there, Greg. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up?
6: Hey, Rob. Good talking with you. Good show. Yes, uh, sir. Russell be proud. Thank you. Hey, Go uh, ahead. Here's my, here's my question. More than frustration. Uh, for a year longer, we've heard that everything the left is doing from the border to the Justice Department to the FBI. The point here is, is what can we do to counter that? Obviously, Republicans haven't done crap. And I think everybody's, oh, November's going to be the answer. Well, my fear is we kill them by a landslide and Mitch McConnell. McCarthy aren't gonna do a damn thing. It's just like they've done in the past.
1: I absolutely I absolutely understand where you're coming from, Greg, but I'm gonna tell you I believe right now that the dy- dynamic of the country has changed more than I have ever seen it in my life. You've got polls that show 85 percent of the American people saying that they are they feel the country is going in the wrong direction. You have a gigantic bellwether shift of people of color toward the Republican Party. Uh, I believe the noise is unmistakable, and uh, and even even um, uh, even uh, McConnell will, will not be able to stand in the way. So I'm optimistic. For it, what I would do, you gotta vote, you gotta make some noise, and uh, we gotta hold to account, it. and we gotta hold to an account, Greg. I appreciate it. You know, I was thinking about this. Hold on a second. You know, they could they could rename the James Webb Space Telescope because it, it it's basically the newest you know, space telescope. that actually makes the Hubble telescope kind of obsolete. So they could call it the Webb Hubble Telescope, named after Webb Hubble who was in the Clinton administration and uh, turned up dead in the park. Anyway, call it the Webb-Hubble telescope. Oh, wait, no, no, never mind. Because what they do is they they put the Webb-Hubble telescope into uh, focus and uh, you just see a picture of uh, Chelsea Clinton. I don't know. It's kind of weird that way. Let's go to uh, Liz in Bridgeville, Delaware. Hello, Liz. What's going on? That's
2: pretty poor imagery there. (laughs) Um, Hey, I have a a question the Democrats, the Greenies, the Renewables Yes. I don't understand why Biden is over there asking people to pump out, produce more petro. Don't they want us not to use hardly any? So why don't they why don't they just cut to the chase and say you got what you got? Well, they, to it. They,
1: they are doing that, Liz, but what they're doing is they're enriching our enemies in the meantime and making us poorer and destroying our economy. That's what this is all about. It's not about lowering prices. It, it might bring some more oil in. Uh, by bringing in oil from a country like Saudi Ameri- uh, Arabia, it's not going to bring the price down at all, but it's looked as some sort of, I, I guess, to those who are not paying attention, like he's actually making an effort to, uh, to get more uh, oil production in our country, uh, even though... Oh, the, the answer is right before us, Liz. Go ahead.
2: Doesn't that contradict their, their opinion of no more
1: fossil fuels? Well, of course. But right now, um, I think they realize that we are not able to make that transition completely. But that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be incredibly painful for you and I to continue to use fossil fuels. you, well, you understand do. where I'm coming from?
2: Yeah, I, I do. Um, but I think if uh, they, were, they were true to their cause, they would say...
1: For more, honey. All right, Liz, I got to run. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, They really don't care. They don't care about the planet. It's nonsense. All they care about is tearing down America, making life more expensive to all of us, and raising foreign boats. That's it. Coming up, a green energy story you're going to love. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you get a chance to check out the, uh, the podcast for the radio program, it's called The Rob Carson Show Podcast. The entire show is posted Monday through Friday. We edit it down and tighten it up a little bit, and then uh, we also do a best-of show on Saturday. So if you uh, get the chance, subscribe. Go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. And also, my TV show is this weekend. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. And uh, if you get a chance to see it on Newsmax, I would uh, I think you'd really enjoy it because it's funny. It's funny. Oh, by the way, the uh, the richest counties in America, <clears throat> top 15 richest counties in America, California and Maryland have the most households earning more than $100,000 a year. Clearly in Maryland and D.C., this is because of all the industry there and all the, you know, car manufacturing plants and the steel mills and the uh, oil fields that surround Washington D. Oh, no, no, never mind. No, pretty much no. There's none of that. Uh, actually, Washington D.C. doesn't manufacture a whole lot of stuff. But what they do 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 I said do do they uh, they have a whole lot of federal employees. And nothing against you federal employees who make a, make a living uh, working for the federal government. You get paid about 70% more than most of us in the country. And listen, it's nice work if you can get it. It really is. And you get that lifetime pension that almost nobody in the private sector has anymore unless you're a union member. And, you know, you're a really, really, uh, your union is really down with the Democrat Party. But here we go. And I live there. I lived in this area. I know this. Uh, number one, richest county in America. If this doesn't give you an idea where we are as a country, and it's been this way for a while. It's been this way in a while. You would think that the richest counties in America would be maybe where there's manufacturing, where there's development, where there's ideas. You know, I could see Silicon Valley, you know, that to, you know what I'm saying. Loudoun County, Virginia. Loudoun County, Virginia, the average uh, um, uh, income per household, one forty seven one $147,000 a year. Average home in the area sells for $725,000. Joe Biden's um, inflation is costing the average uh, household about $6,400 a year. So not such a big hit to the people in Loudoun County, Virginia, versus, I don't know, places in Mississippi. Uh, Falls Church, Virginia, is number two. Average residents pocketing $146,000 a year. Uh, average price of a home there, $747,000. Wow! Santa Clara, California, number three. Fairfax County, Virginia, number five. Howard County, Maryland, number six. Arlington County, Virginia, number seven. I don't see Montgomery County, Maryland in there anymore. I don't know. I used to live by Lake Forest Mall. It was getting kind of slummy out there when I was there. Germantown and Gaithersburg, but it's getting a little bit better. A little bit better. Uh, We're going to be shifting gears, talking about uh, the difference between the sexes, the insanity going on uh, with regard to uh, men able to get pregnant and whatnot. Mark, you'll be up next. Before I do that, I have to play the theme song, our transgender theme song, I Am Woman, Jim Gossett changed for 2022. I am woman,
3: not a man, despite this new transgender ban. Though my voice is deep and I've got facial hair. You need a voiceectomy. they banned me, but I'll be back. Bravery I do not lack. You don't have to tell me to grow a pair. Can you just cover that up? Oh, yes, I'm a girl. Against women I compete. Metals. I will steal all of them. I have a beard.
1: Beard.
3: I've got testicles. Test- Test- testicles. I am woman.
1: Okay. If you say so. Venus
3: says that I can't swim. They claim that I am a him. It's a rudder. But I'll be back just you wait and see or, or a mask oh yes i'm a she. i even wear a dress no it's no mystery the whole package i possess Pack- but they banned me banned me from everything i have a brawn brawn i have a prostate gland prostate gland
1: is, uh, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's at Jim Comedy.com. Mark in uh, Reisterstown, Maryland, on the phone. Hello there, Mark, and a good Friday to you. What's going on?
3: A good Friday to you, too. And that was a classic uh, bit right there <laughs> yes, in, yes. in the old vein. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes. uh, maybe we should ask uh, Elmo there the difference between a male and a female. I wonder if he's chimed in yet or, or it has chimed in yet. All I know is. The last time I visited my restroom and used it, uh, I was quite certain of of my my, uh, maleness. You were quite uh, certain. what, what, What God gave us when we were born is what we are.
1: Well, you know, that's not what they said on Capitol Hill yesterday there, Mark. Uh, and, uh, and they're putting uh, uh, menstruation products into men's restrooms in, uh, in, in kids' bathrooms and boys' bathrooms around. So a uh, urinal doesn't mean necessarily that it's the men's bathroom anymore. Mark, are you sure you went to the right bathroom?
3: <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's for both. I will admit that it's for both. And also, I find it absolutely fascinating that they yes. would put those types of female products in male bathrooms. That's fascinating.
1: Yeah, it's, it's also uh, really, really stupid. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have we're a good day. We're not. No, we're not. We aren't going to catch this, stupid. Thank you very much. This is. Uh, I just got this. This is an underground re- recording. I guess late last week at an eighth grade spelling bee. I was in uh, I was a speller in uh, in uh, junior high. I was really good, actually. I'm still am pretty good speller. Um, and this is uh, apparently there was a little bit of confusion with the word woman from one contestant. Lincoln.
3: Your word is woman. Well,
1: woman. Can I have the
3: country of origin, please? I, I don't, I don't, probably England
5: or
1: Germany or something. Woman.
3: Um, can I have the definition, please?
1: Uh. We have somebody on the Supreme Court who couldn't answer that question on the Supreme Court. Uh, why
3: don't you ask, Judge One? Can I have the definition of woman, please? No. Why not? (laughs) I'm allowed to ask for definitions, right?
2: there the a woman is 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 yeah, women. What
4: she's trying to say is that each person gets to define f-
1: for themselves. Uh, a, that's not going to help you spell there, kid. A woman is.
3: So can you define it?
1: No. Yeah. Well, the rest of us can. Um, it's it's fairly fairly easy actually. It's it doesn't require a whole lot of. You know, I, I guess I've said the most homophobic and transphobic thing I ever could have said to my children when they were toddlers. I said that if you have a pee you're a boy, and if you have a nina, you're a girl. And now, and that's just the, when did we do that? About five, 12, 12 years, 12, 13 years ago, I was doing that, and uh, now that would be, uh, wow, I would be so on the outs as a parent. This is uh, Lord Robert Winsteaden. Speaking with Piers Morgan, he is a preeminent expert on fertility, talking about the difference between men and women.
11: A woman is a female, and the female is defined by the genes she has essentially. That is so transphobic. She has two X chromosomes if she's human normally, and that would be dif- that would be the d- dif- definitive. It's probably easier,
1: He's cause hate crimes. easier
11: to define a male. Just like Josh Hawley did. A male has specific masculine genes. Which make us different from women. It doesn't mean you're butch. And uh, the, the, the female position is the default human position. Be careful with the female position. That, that is to say, if there's no male genes there, you're born as a woman.
1: I know which position. Never mind.
11: But, I mean, dictionaries just simply say a woman is. We're a, having this debate. Adult female. Yeah. And a man is an adult male. Why is the world finding it yeah. all so complicated now? <laughs> Because they caught the stupid it is really quite extraordinary. Basically, we are a cluster. Standing here, I'm a clump of about... Oh,
1: we certainly are a cluster. We're definitely becoming a cluster.
11: It's Really quite extraordinary. Basically, we are a cluster. Standing here, I'm a clump of about 8 trillion cells at least each of which of those cells has got my maleness in it.
1: No, 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 no. I think they, the new surgery is they literally go in and change all of those
11: 8 trillion cells. I'm defined genetically. Every single one. Nah, they
1: just actually cut your boobs off, and if you're a boy, you cut your immunity off, you know.
11: ...cell has got those male genes, and that would apply to a woman who doesn't have those genes. So that And it is so much harder for a woman to find genes, seriously. What's the difference? And we cannot escape the fact that we are genetically determined in this way. Of course, they define in terms of our shape, for example, where they have breasts and all the rest of it. But essentially, that's what it amounts to.
1: Well, you know, men can
11: have breasts, too. Trust me, you don't work out enough, you get middle age.
1: It happens. A little bit more
11: from uh, Lord Robert Winston. There's no question that we can change our gender. We can do it by mutilating ourselves. We can remove bits of our body and therefore change our shape and so on. But you can't change your sex because that is embedded, actually, in those genes in every cell in the body. Well,
1: that's not what the Democrat Party's saying in America.
11: That's the difference. And that really becomes a problem because, of course, occasionally you end up with, let's say, somebody who is born a male but then wants to be, become a female. So you can have that mutilating operation, for example. But then the question is, should they be allowed to compete in sport? Mm. That's a major problem because, of course, they still have certain male can- Still not seeing any uh,
1: transgendered males... Playing professional baseball, basketball, or football.
11: Naturalistics. We'll, or
1: weightlifting competition or track.
11: Will likely to be given... Any them.
1: sort of strength uh, category whatsoever.
11: Um, edge. Swimming. Over the other 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 women shot put disc and so that is where the problem really i think lies and of course also the issue of just social behavior in different situations using toilets using bathrooms a whole yeah. range of issues like this yeah. which understandably worry women
1: yeah yeah i would be uh, very concerned if i were a woman because you're being replaced it's an insult to womanhood what's happening all out of this it's an insult to womanhood if you're proud of being a woman my my wife is proud to be a woman my mother was proud to be a woman my daughter is proud to be a young woman. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, but but everybody on the left is saying there's something wrong with it. It's ridiculous, utterly, 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 utterly ridiculous. And if you didn't hear this yesterday, uh, and I'm not listen, I'm not meaning to come down on transgender people. If you are transgendered, and I, I mean this, I will treat you like the sex that you. Claim to be. I would never make fun of you. I would never say, oh, yeah, you wish you had a, you know, you know. I would never do that. But at the same time, um, I think that doctors who right now put children on puberty blockers and do surgery after November should be subject to prosecution 100%. Transgender surgery and hormone treatment for children needs to be outlawed. Oh, you're so cruel and you're so... No. Children cannot make this profound, a life-changing decision before they become adults. And any adult who would play along with that, there's something very, very wrong with you. For instance, Planned Parenthood... The largest provider of abortions published various different uh, guides for parents, including one that argues that children can know if they are transgender or gender nonconforming as early as elementary school, early in elementary school. The guide is titled, What uh, Should I Teach My Elementary school Age Child About Identity? Encourage parents to talk to their young children about transgenderism. Bull crap, and if you do as a parent, honestly, uh, pull your hat out of your rear end. In the guide, Planned Parenthood claims gender identity, including transgender and gender nonconforming identities, are cemented early in elementary school. No, 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 Uh, no. Wrong. And if you're down with it, you're wrong. It's nonsense. Here is, uh, do I have time? No, I don't. I I have the definitive definition of male-female. And again, it's not if you want to say that you are transgendered, I will treat you that way if that's what you prefer. But don't try to drag kids into it. Don't try to drag others into it. This is your decision. All right. We'll share that coming up. And also, before we go, I want to play some audio from Marty McCary about the NIH and how many people are living are leaving, I should say, the NIH and the CDC because they don't believe in the agencies and what they're doing, particularly to children with regard to COVID. That is coming up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: 60s we had lbj now we have fjb it's the rob carson show
8: and the basic idea that male and female do not exist runs counter to all mammalian in biology all of it not just human are we to suggest that gender and and sex are different in walruses how does this work exactly like, uh, uh, are they different in bears? Anytime you have a, anytime you have all mammalian reproduction is rooted in the idea that there's a sexual... Uh,
1: I just got a uh, headline. It looks like that SeaWorld is going to do uh, drag shows now. They have decided that they are going to dress the, uh, the dolphins in drag at SeaWorld just to kind of spice things up a little bit. That's what we just got from them. Actually, I just made that up. You know, I, uh, I don't think we're going to have time for Marty McCarry today. And they're going to have to wait until Monday. Because I don't want to end the, uh, I want to end on a high note, Oh, ah, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to wait on that. Just, just let me give you the headline here before we, before we, uh, you know, wrap up the show here, and that is that. And we'll have this: uh, the CDC and the NIH uh, experts are leaving. Health experts are leaving. They're embarrassed by the bad science of it, especially the vaccinating children under five to make their advice more palatable to the White House. Now, um, I'll just say that they unveiled the vaccine for five and under. Do you know what percentage of parents in America have had their five and under vaccinated? 85%? No. 75%? No. 50? I know. 25? No. 10? No. 1.5% of Americans have done it. So we're winning. Despite all the propaganda, Elmo and CDC director, we're winning. We're winning. It's your decision. I'm making a decision for you. If you want to vaccinate your kid, go. But most people are saying, nah, I don't think so. This is funny. This is why I want to I include this today. So Texas is sitting on um, uh, oceans of oil. One of the biggest uh, uh, untapped reserves in the, in the world. And uh, they are running on windmills in a lot of places in Texas. Last summer, last spring, you may have noticed that they, some of them froze up because it got unexpectedly cold and there were rolling blackouts. Well, yesterday, it's happening again. Texas grid operator ERCOT was forced to take unprecedented emergency measures to avoid rolling blackouts amid a heat wave as wind turbines failed to produce enough energy to, uh, to keep the lights on. And it happened at a uh, radio st- or a TV station in, uh, in Texas. And uh, here's the weather cast yesterday when the windmills stopped cranking out the energy.
6: You have this kind of heat over major populations. You get a big draw on that electric demand and it looks like we may have just switched over to generator power. Our lights just went out. 104 in Huntsville. It is excessive heat in College Station at 105 degrees. We are looking at, okay, we're back now. 105 degrees currently in College Station so excessive heat up there.
1: Now by the way, in California, starting next year. All new residential and commercial buildings will not have natural gas hookups. What do uh, generators run on? Yeah, natural gas or good old-fashioned gas but generally a hard gas line to your home uh, here's a little bit more from the uh, the weathercaster yesterday when the power kept going out because the wind turbines weren't a blowing
6: you have this kind of heat over major populations you get a big draw on that electric demand and it looks like we may have just switched over
1: okay we already heard that oh he- here's the other here's the other station I'm Susan Ortega I'm Bruce Nolan and here's what's making news Oh, there goes the power. Happened. Oh, we, happened. we lost power. Sir,
6: Transformers yeah. down again. Oh, jeez. There it goes. okay, we're back up.
2: We apologize for the interruption. And now back to the news. Bruce? Thank you, Susan. I'm sorry.
0: In other news... There wow. goes the power. Oh, for the love of God, what is it? The whole
11: booth is down. No,
8: it's not! In other news, <laughs> fighting <laughs> erupted in the Gaza Strip today as Israelis and Palestinians... Bruce, yeah. what?
1: All right, (laughs) that happened in Texas yesterday. (sighs) Let's take a break, come back, wrap things up on this Friday on The Rob Carson Show. Stick around here. By the way, in... uh, (laughs) In Texas, where this uh, this ERCOT, the uh, Electrical Reliability Council of Texas, is in charge, where they uh, they have windmill uh, uh, generated power, um, electric cars are now being targeted for overloading the electric grids during an energy crisis in Texas, where uh, uh, there is an abundance of fossil fuel to run glorious carbon-based uh, um, vehicle transportation that doesn't rely on, uh, you know, batteries and all that stuff. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you uh, you joining me. Uh, it's been a weird week in the country, but the positive thing is uh, that people are... Common sense is winning. It is winning. The, the left is going to throw everything they can at us over the summer. So far, the summer of rage is petering out, but you know what? They'll always come up with something. They'll always create a crisis. Hang in there. Have a great weekend with your family. God bless Bless you and your family. And until Monday, whatever you do, watch my show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World and Don't Catch the Stupid. See you Monday.